It's Saturday, July 29th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Federal regulators are proposing stricter fuel economy standards for light-duty cars and trucks, saying the revamped rules would save consumers money at the pump and reduce pollution. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration on Friday proposed new fuel economy standards for model years 2027 to 2032, regulating how far vehicles in the U.S. must travel on a gallon of fuel. The agency's proposal does not mandate that automakers offer electric vehicles, but would likely force the industry to sharply increase EV sales in order to comply. In other news, the U.S. on Friday announced $345 million in military aid for Taiwan in what is the Biden administration's first major package drawing on America's own stockpiles to help Taiwan counter China. The White House's announcement said the package would include defense, education, and training for the Taiwanese. Washington will send man-portable air defense systems, or man-pads, intelligence and surveillance capabilities, firearms and missiles, according to two U.S. officials. U.S. lawmakers have been pressuring the Pentagon and White House to speed weapons to Taiwan. The goals are to help it counter China and to deter China from considering attacking by providing Taipei enough weaponry that it would make the price of invasion too high. While Chinese diplomats protested the move, Taiwan's trade office in Washington said the U.S. decision to pull arms and other material from its own stores provided an important tool to support Taiwan's self-defense. Around the world, Russian President Vladimir Putin pledged to ship food and provide more security assistance to a swath of African nations after his move to end a deal safeguarding the export of Ukrainian grain rattling nerves in many of the continent's most vulnerable nations. Putin is trying to maintain the support of several of Russia's Cold War-era partners, and on Friday, the final day of a two-day summit in St. Petersburg, he told African leaders that he was ready to train their militaries, write off debts, and provide thousands of tons of wheat and corn. Africa, with its 54 governments, is becoming an influential element in the war between Russia and Ukraine for international support. Mr. Putin praised the African leaders who attended the event for having shown political will, demonstrated their independence, and real interest in developing cooperation with Russia. Meanwhile, the head of Niger's presidential guard declared himself the leader of a new junta Friday after deposing a president who had been a key ally to the U.S. in the fight against extremism in Africa. In a sign that Russia could seek to exploit the turmoil in Niger, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of Russian paramilitary group Wagner, hailed the coup plotters on Friday. The military coup against democratically elected President Mohamed Bazoum threatens to disrupt the U.S. strategy for fighting Islamist militants as they expand across Western Africa. In an address on state television, General Tiani, the commander of the Presidential Guard in Niger, said Friday that he was in charge of the junta in military officers that removed Bazoum earlier this week. General Tiani cited setbacks in the country's counterterrorism efforts to justify Bazoum's removal. We can't continue with the same approach without witnessing the gradual disappearance of our country, he said. And back in the U.S., the ripple effects from a historic work stoppage in show business have hit the Emmys. 
The awards telecast scheduled for September 18th on Fox has been postponed due to the continuing labor strikes by screen actors and writers, according to people familiar with the situation. Organizers for the Emmys, which honors achievements in television, faced the prospect of a non-event without the participation of writers who pin material for the telecast's hosts and presenters, and without actors who are forbidden by union rules to promote the work of studios they're striking against, a boycott that includes accepting trophies on national television. Fox and the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, which oversees the Emmys, have not yet settled on a new air date. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.